0: Faith, Hope and Love, episode 169, the 18th Sunday of Ordinary Time, Year C. What are we putting all our effort and time and energy into? That's a very good question, and it's the message that comes through clearly in this weekend's readings. It is quite possible to be very busy and occupied almost every moment of the day in something... But how does it fit into the bigger picture? We may spend our time responding to urgent calls on our time and effort, but it is also important to stop and think, these things that call upon me, are they not only urgent, but are they also important? Even an urgent matter might need to give way to an important one. Our Lord calls us to think about what we are building in our lives, and will it last? All efforts in building up of God's kingdom are investments in the things that truly matter and which last forever. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Love,
1: is, love is kind.
0: God, come to my assistance. O oh Lord, make haste to help me. You are my rescuer, my help. O oh Lord, do not delay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Hello, everyone, and may our Lord's mercy renew us all. On this 18th Sunday of the year, we unite our mind and heart to listening to God's Word. Coming together as brothers and sisters in Christ, let us prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries by recalling our sins and remembering Christ's greater mercy. Lord Jesus, you raise the dead to life in the Spirit. Lord, have mercy. You bring pardon and peace to the sinner. Christ, have mercy. You bring light to those in darkness. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.
1: Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father. You take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our praise. Seated at the right hand of the Father.
0: us pray draw near to your servants O Lord and answer their prayers with unceasing kindness that for those who glory in you as their creator and guide you may restore what you have created and keep safe what you have restored Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, verse 2, and chapter 2, verses 21 to 23. Vanity of vanities, says the teacher. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. Sometimes one who has toiled with wisdom and knowledge and skill must leave all to be enjoyed by another, who did not toil for it. This also is vanity and a great evil. What does a person get from all their toil and strain, their toil under the sun? For their days are full of pain, and their work is a vexation. Even at night their mind does not rest. This also is vanity. The Word of the Lord In every age, O Lord, You have been our refuge. You turn us back into dust and say, Go back, children of the earth. To your eyes a thousand years are like yesterday's come and gone. No more than a watch in the night. You sweep us away like a dream, Like grass which springs up in the morning. In the morning it springs up and flowers, By evening it withers and fades. Make us know the shortness of our life, That we may gain wisdom of heart. Lord, relent, is your anger for ever? Show pity to your servants. In the morning fill us with your love. We shall exult and rejoice all our days. Let the favour of the Lord be upon us. Give success to the work of our hands. In every age, O Lord, you have been our refuge. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. Chapter 3, verses 1 to 5 and 9 to 11. Brothers and sisters, if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever in you is earthly, fornication, impurity, passion, evil desire and greed, which is idolatry. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have stripped off the old self with its practices and have clothed yourselves with the new self which is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of its Creator. In that renewal there is no longer Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free, but Christ is all and in all. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 12, verses 13 to 21. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But Jesus said to him, Friend, who set me to be a judge or arbiter over you? And Jesus said to the crowd, Take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then Jesus told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly, and he thought to himself, What should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. THE GOSPEL OF THE LORD The first reading this weekend from Ecclesiastes is rather sobering and tragic. The writer is bemoaning the vanity and the futility that goes with many of our earthly efforts, and the injustice that the things people work for sometimes they don't get to enjoy themselves. These words are meant to snap us out of our apathy and our lack of focus, and bring us back into reality, to get our priorities right. Some of the things we can spend an enormous amount of our time, energy and resources on will produce limited fruits, with some very questionable quality. I cannot help but thinking about people throughout history who have worked very hard, almost slaved, for something, only for some unexpected event to occur, and all that hard work just seems to evaporate overnight. It's heartbreaking when people find that unexpected circumstances in life have caused the fruits of all their hard work to be destroyed. However, we do know that appearances can be deceiving. People's work is not all in vain. Their dedication over the many years provided them and their families for what they needed, and the pride and effort they put into their vocation would surely have produced enormous spiritual fruits and satisfaction. For in a vocation, we don't just work for living, but all our strivings are put at the service of God's grace too, and the values of the kingdom. But in any case, our hearts do go out to those who have toiled and who have seemed to have toiled in vain. We reflect on all the fruits that do not last beyond this life, and which might not be worth all the effort. So we're invited, as St. Paul says in the second reading, to keep our eyes on the things of heaven, the things that last, and to avoid merely earthly desires. The Gospel today is very challenging too. All the parables Jesus told are meant to be challenging and jarring, they're meant to unsettle us and turn upside down our expectations. And this particular parable is quite unnerving. It seems quite sensible to plan for one's future and to insure against a rainy day. It's wise to save up for the future and for a comfortable life. Many people do it, and it's considered prudent. So why is this man in the parable this weekend considered to be unwise? Why is he considered foolish? And he's called a fool not just by anyone, but by God himself. If God calls someone a fool, then surely they must be the worst kind of fool. Jesus tells this story not to people who are foolish. Neither does he tell this story to people whose lives are actually about to end. One hopes for a long life. But we do know life is short and unpredictable, so no one ever really knows how long they have. So rather, this gospel is directed at people who our Lord hopes are sensible, and who are open and loving people, with resources at their disposal, and who, God willing, have a long healthy life ahead of them. And Christ is inviting them to trust in God's providence, and to trust in God's care and use their resources for the good of not only themselves, but of others, now at this time and in this place. It's no good to worry only about the endless possible future needs, which may never come to be. It's good to be sensible and safe for a rainy day, but not at the expense of our commitment to others whose needs are right here, who are presently experiencing terribly rainy days and whose needs right now are all too real and immediate, Jesus seems to want us to make sure that we're not stopped from being generous and to building up good things for people because of any unreasonable fear or an overprotection for events that may never come to be. In the parable, God intervenes to show the men how very foolish and misguided his plans are. This does not mean that in the next life he's condemned to hell. It does not suggest that at all. Rather, the point here is to be clear about our priorities that we make in this life, so that we respond to the meaning of life itself. Jesus, in his teaching, rejects the pure accumulation of riches for oneself, because that's not in accord with God's will of a selfless and generous loving service towards God and towards others. This is so important that our priorities are encouraged to always keep this in mind. That rich man thinks only of himself. He even talks to himself. This man only works for himself and stores food for himself. It's mean and it's lonely. It's a distorted world view where he's trapped in a very selfish and isolated world of his own making. Rather, Jesus reminds us that we're in union with God and with others around us. We are actually diminished as people if our purpose and actions go no further than beyond self-satisfaction. This foolish man lets his fear and self-focus absorb him completely. In a way, we already know what a good ending to this parable would be. The rich man has a good year, and he is so happy that he says to himself, and to those around him, This is a wonderful year. God has blessed me, and God has blessed us. Quickly, tell others to come along and take some grain. Let us share it. For I want all of us to celebrate in this wonderful blessing, so that we might all have something, and all have a bit for a rainy day too. Now it may very well be that this good soul might still pass away at the same time. He isn't being taken because he did right or wrong. But then God will come and say to him that night, not, you fool, but rather, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have made yourself rich in my sight and in the sight of your brothers and sisters whom you have helped. Now enter into your heavenly inheritance. We know that God will do this because other parables of the kingdom show that same kind of situation and this vision fills our hearts with joy. This is how the man could make himself rich in the sight of God and win lasting praise from people of goodwill everywhere. May our love, gratitude, generosity, service and care for others flow out into gracious practical care and compassion for others. May we use our gifts for the good of all, and for the greater good of God's kingdom. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. Trusting in God's command, we listen to Jesus' word, knowing that anything we ask for, he will hear and answer. That the church may inspire its members to go out to all in love, especially to those who no longer trust in God. Lord, hear us. That the leaders of nations may make sure that world resources are fairly distributed to all people, particularly those most in need. Lord, hear us. That the victims of famine and other disasters may be helped through the goodwill and practical charity of people. Lord, hear us that the members of our community may not be obsessed with material things of life, but put their energies into God's kingdom and God's values. Lord, hear us. For those who are in ill health and those who care for them, that the Lord will grant them healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. That our deceased friends and relations may share in the life of the risen Saviour for ever, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God of justice, we humbly ask you to listen to our prayers and continue to be with us on our journey to your kingdom, where Jesus is Lord for ever and ever. Amen. Graciously sanctify these gifts, O Lord, we pray, and accepting the oblation of this spiritual sacrifice, make of us an eternal offering to you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your heart. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For through his paschal mystery he accomplished the marvellous deed by which he has freed us from the yoke of sin and death summoning us to the glory of now being called a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for your own possession, to proclaim everywhere your mighty works, for you have called us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim... Holy 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 Lord God of hosts heaven and earth are full of your glory Hosanna in the highest blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord Hosanna in the highest at the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching we dare to say our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name Endowed with all delights and sweetness in every taste. Let us pray. Accompany with constant protection, O Lord, those you renew with these heavenly gifts, and in your never-failing care for them, make them worthy of eternal redemption. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Many thanks everyone for participating in this time of praise and reflection upon our loving God. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Faith, Hope and Love, A Time of Christian Worship and Reflection Led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly Texts are used for the purpose of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. The Roman Missal, Prayers and Chants, 3rd Edition Copyright 2010, The International Commission on English in the Liturgy The Bible, New Revised Standard Version Copyright 1989 and 2009, National Council of Churches of Christ, USA the Psalms, copyright 1963, The Grail, Collins Publisher. Prayers of the Faithful, Robert Borg's Together We Pray, 1993, E.J. Dwyer, Australia. Mass for St. Ralph Sherwin, Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, featuring The Gloria, copyright 2011, www.ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love, Theme, 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, Original Music, Copyright 1996, Paul W. Kelly. For more details, please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. May God bless and keep you.